Hi and welcome to the first instalment of the HC Network interview series podcast. In this podcast, Mr. Brian Wedemar and Paul Clark discuss the key issues behind behavioural safety leadership. This will be the first in a series of podcasts where we'll be releasing all of our interviews that we've conducted on the network so you can access them anytime, anywhere. Over to you, fellas. Right, next up is an interview with Mr. Brian Wedemeyer, CSP, VP EHS for Partner Industrial. We're really excited to interview Brian today because we're going to discuss the behaviours associated with safety leadership that have an impact on safety culture within an organisation, and then what human performance means in practice, the principles around it, and what is being done to break through the current safety plateau. Over to you, Brian. Um, we are absolutely overjoyed to be interviewing Mr. Brian Wedemeyer today, who's the uh, Vice President for EHS at Partner Industrial. Uh, absolutely over the moon to have you. Thank you for attending the HSE North America Congress this week. Hopefully you've had a good one. It's been brilliant. And thank you for ha- hosting it and putting it together for everybody. A lot of, lot of solid learnings and a good group of uh, safety professionals. Thank You're you. Welcome. You're more than welcome. Um, I wanted to talk with yourself because we, we, we met prior to this interview with HSC Network um, to discuss some of your sort of core challenges at Partner Industrial uh, and get a bit of insight, I guess, to you know some of the behaviours associated with safety leadership uh, that have a certain impact, if you like, on safety culture within an organisation. Um, and then uh, also sort of chatting around human performance. I know that's coming up a lot in our events at the moment and in practice, the principles around it and I guess what is being done uh, for us all in safety to be able to break through uh, that current plateau. Um, I know Partner Industrial is a preferred and trusted provider of specialty maintenance services to the downstream uh, energy power generation and industrial market. So I'm really keen to get your thoughts and feelings on a few areas. So not to, to, to the first question I'd like to ask, not to again teach people how to suck eggs, right? But for the benefit of the interview, you know, safety leadership has been defined as, if you like, the process of inter- interaction between leaders and followers through which I like leaders can certainly exert their influence on followers to achieve organizational safety goals. What do you feel, Brian, um, would uh, would be the key behaviors in order to drive impact and safety culture uh, currently within an organization? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, and uh, we have this type of discussion with a lot of our frontline supervisors and our superintendents. Uh, What I see is the supervisors and leaders on the organization that lead by example and they show the employee, hey, this is what we expect. They do it through their actions and what they're showing people on a daily basis. Uh, Those are the key leadership behaviors that we see to be most effective. And I think that happens on a number of levels, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, First of all, I think it forces that leader to first look at himself before he goes out and tries to correct everybody else. Uh, so I think he, he becomes um, a lot more sensitive uh, to the details. I think he, he gets a better understanding of what he's really asking for because if he has to ask somebody else to do it, it's a little bit different if he has to first go show them. Uh, so that's been our, mon- our, our mantra. Uh, that's not, we're not the first organization to say that. Um, but we, we definitely espouse uh, that leaders and strong leaders will lead by example and they'll show their guys and their women and their, and their folks that, that work with them and, and under them um, what they expect through their, through their personal actions. Uh, human performance is it's becoming uh, way more prominent in behavioral and safety culture performance mythologies more now than ever before, but uh, breaking human performance down, it determines factors that affect an individual's ability um, to, if you like, work safely and efficiently. Some will say this is just a, another terminology um, brought into safety to show we are creating a process of improvement to reduce the number of incidents and fatalities. But what does 
what does it really mean, human performance in practice? And, and what are the principles you feel define it? Uh, human performance, I, I guess it's a little bit different than behavior-based safety in the fact that um, behavior-based safety is more of kind of a, a psychological look at the, the human psyche and the motivations and the behaviors as, as to, to what drives that, that employee's behaviors, but then ultimately consequences, safety performance. Um, human performance, the human factors kind of is, is a little bit different in the sense it almost looks at the, at the individual as almost like a machine, as a, as a, as a functioning body that um, can scientifically be analyzed. So for example, uh, we can only see and perceive so much with, with our vision or we can only hear so well with our hearing. And so they'll evaluate it in those terms. And so you start to look at the, first the, the employee or that individual that's doing the task. Uh, but then you also start to look at the task itself, you look at the environments, and you look at and try to identify the different conditions or preconditions uh, that would tend to exaggerate or encourage um, some type of accident or mishap. And so that's, that's really a, a change in what we've seen in, in traditional behavior-based safety um, and then also traditional safety. There's some overlap, um, and then obviously there's, uh, there's not always consistency on what we mean by some of these different terms. Um, so there is that aspect of it as well, but, but for me, that's, that's kind of what I see as, as kind of the core of, of, of human factors and human forms. That's great. Um, the current safety plateau, then everybody's certainly aware of this, uh, but to give you know, a bit of stats really, because I think it's important to mention um, you know, the figures for serious fatal and um, uh, sorry, figures for serious and fatal uh, injuries in the UK and the US and other developed economies show a worrying trend right now. Um, while the rate of minor injuries has fallen by uh, uh, about two thirds in the past uh, 30 years, the number of serious injuries um, and fatalities has remained consistent in the same period, which is, is quite, uh, quite a scary th uh, situation to be in. This has become a lot more profound in the last seven to eight years where the fatality rate has plateaued. As the profession uh, and regulator are increasing uh, their dedicated uh, resources a lot at the moment to mental, well, uh, mental health and well-being, we have uh, to ask, are we doing enough, Brian? You know, are we really doing enough to improve uh, the control of serious and fatal injuries? So I guess my question to yourself is how do we as leaders in HSC recognize this? And secondly to that question, uh, is our current approaches and thinking for serious and fatal injury prevention working or do we need to try something a little bit different? Yeah. No, it is. It's an interesting position we've put ourselves in for the industry because you're right. Um, most reports uh, are going to show that, like you said, minor incidents are decreasing. And we see this within our own company as a microcosm. Uh, those, those get driven lower and lower and lower and lower. And so now we, we, we're amassing millions of man hours with no recordable incidents. And I think the interesting situation that's, that's happening uh, within our industry is even though we're seeing that, we're seeing massive um, you know, events and we're seeing fatalities on the increase and that the data supports what you've just said. Uh, one thing that I'm concerned about um, is, is as we drive the incident rate lower and lower and lower, there's more and more pressure on the supervisors and the frontline leadership and the employee themselves um, to almost continue to support that effort, i.e. be less honest when something happens. So, hey, we've, we've, we've surpassed 10 million safe work hours. You know, how likely is that employee um, to report an incident at that point now that everybody's been celebrating these big wins and these achievements? Um, so as a leader, now you have to be sensitive to that. You have to uh, continue to encourage folks to, hey, we have to keep our communications open. Uh, we have to continue to execute on the basis. And then we can't overreact because we have a minor incident rate um, and, then, and then lose our guard because we have to understand the fatality and these other severe threats are still out there. They didn't go away, right? 
And so um, that's a very real concern, certainly within our organization and, and, and the industries that, that we deal with. Um, and that, that is a very real discussion that, that I've had with my president CEO. Um, they're, they're keen on the fact that um, good leaders also will get out in the field and to try to get to ground truth to try to break through those communications issues that kind of kind of touched on earlier. Yeah, but but that is an alarming, and, and I don't know that we have all the answers either. That's the other thing that's very alarming is there's a lot of smart people that, that have talked about this subject over the last couple of days, mm. and I'm not real sure that, that any of us really know the answer to that one. Yeah, that's the challenge that we face. But, well, I mean, I'm sure, like I say, we've got some great minds in this industry, and that's what the HSC Network is here to do, is to uh, provide education um, to the HSC world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I Carla, thank you so much for being here, and thank you very much for doing the interview with us uh, for HSC Network today. Thank you, Brian. World class organization. Glad to be a part of it. Thanks, sir. Remember, if you want access to the rest of the future releases, make sure you subscribe to the HC Network website. Make sure you follow us on LinkedIn for all of the latest updates. And remember, the podcast will be available on all of your preferred podcast channels. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.